0: welcome to another episode of abiding podcast this week's monday musings is a continuing of last week where i started talking to you guys about the word of god and what i'd learned from andrew wilson and through uh, matthew 4 um, in jesus's response about the word and but I briefly mentioned last week about a couple of these encounters that I'd had with Holy Spirit that led me to starting to read my Bible and looking for where these encounters came from. So I just want to start this week with a little bit of a, yeah, just telling you a little bit about that part of my journey of of being invited to a, a youth event in Exeter called Soul Exeter, if any of you know it amazing it has blessed me it is part of the reason I'm here now um so there was a youth group that was happening in a school lunchtime club and we decided like the the people running it um said hey we're going to go to Exeter we're going to go bowling during the day we're going to go out for McDonald's and then we're going to go to this event in the evening I was like cool I can go to that that sounds fun and we yeah did the day and we got to the evening event and We started off singing some worship songs, or at the time, didn't realize it was just worship songs, but started singing worship songs. A guy gets up and speaks, and then we go into what I now commonly know as ministry time. So they get, the worship band gets back up, they start twinkling in the background on the guitars and on the keys, and I start to bawl my eyes out, and I don't know why. At the time, I was just like overwhelmed. And this guy, who I don't don't even know, and I couldn't even tell you to this day who he was, comes up to me and says, can I pray for you? And at this point, I'm crying. I'm like, yeah, do whatever. I just, yeah, just carry on. So I'm standing there. I'm being prayed for for the first time in my life. And this guy gives me my first, I think my first ever prophetic word. And he says to me, I see you kneeling in front of a throne. And God is sat on the throne. And he gets up. He walks over to you. Tells you to stand up. And he embraces you. Little, like, on reflection. And on, like, not a long time reflection. But literally, like, an hour or so later. I'm going, I know what that was about. I now know why I was bawling my eyes out. I was really struggling with, with the, the, the stuff around my past, around fathers. So... I've got a biological dad who I've not spoken to now in probably close to it's probably getting close to uh, like 16 17 years and at the time so at the time I was really struggling with that because a young teenage guy Living with a mum and a stepdad who I do call my dad he loved, like he's incredible he he took me in as his own son when he met my mum and that's just amazing but I was still struggling to know what it feels like to not have a biological dad because half of my DNA is my biological dad's that 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 is the facts of life and So I really was wrestling with that and understanding, like, what it, yeah, I was struggling with all of that. So to have someone give me a word like that was amazing and, like, it blessed my heart at the time. It blessed me even more now, looking back at it. Um, But then I didn't do anything with that for about a year, realistically. It was a nice little blip in in my system of, like, oh, there might be something. Oh, I'll just go back to normal life. And then a year later, I went back to Soul Exeter and pretty much rinse and repeat, apart from a different prophetic word this time round. It was worship, sermon, ministry time, cry, get a prophetic word. And this time round, it was of me and Jesus stood in a forest, both dressed in white. And it was that evening that the youth worker that took me to the event handed me my first Bible, and I still remember it, it was a blue paperback youth Bible, it was, I think it's a new century version, it's like the translation, and I fell in love with reading that, so I started reading, yeah, that was the Bible I was reading in the classroom, that was what I, yeah, ended up a year or so later sitting in, in my tutor group talking to people about Jesus during the, like, reading time in our tutor groups, and And from those two encounters, I, yeah, fell in love with the word, went to Soul Survivor that year. So in, I think it's 2009, I went to Soul Survivor and on the first night I decided to give my life to Jesus. So I got up, walked to the front, prayed the prayer, got prayed over by by the team there and back into the room or back into the massive tent, should I say. And that was the beginning of my journey of faith. And at some point I will do a a your walk with myself. I'll get one of my closest friends to um, interview me for that. Because I don't just want to ramble at you for an hour. That would be really weird. Um, (laughs) But from there I ended up attending a couple churches in Devon. One of which was a... Anglican Methodist Church, where I actually was part of towards the end, part of running the youth group. I was leading worship at the church at that point. But I also attended another church, which was a kind of charismatic evangelical church. I'd say the the church that the adults went to and the youth were part of were similar but quite different. The the church on a Sunday for the adults was very charismatic very spirit-filled the worship was incredible we'd all worship together but after the worship we'd split into two separate rooms so the youth would be taught one thing the adults would be taught another and and just to give you a snapshot of what that youth group was like they loved the bible and we would do series about either like books of the bible or topics or Yeah, we just go deep in stuff. One of the most memorable series that we did, um, just because it still sounds insane to do now, is we did 22 weeks on the Book of Revelation, a chapter a week as a youth group, um, and one week for an introduction. Absolutely insane. And I still look back at those times in that youth group and go, I'm so glad that I had... had the opportunity to be part of that youth group to have this group of people that really loved the word feeding into me but they also loved holy spirit and we used to do these things called holy spirit weekends where we'd arrive at church on the friday night we'd spend friday saturday and sunday morning in teachings and in worship together and there was time to hang out and chill out eat lunch dinner and all of that stuff together um and then but for me I caught may have caught glimpses of what like the charismatic side of that church looked like. Um and then in twenty fourteen I moved to Bath and within a couple of months there was a leadership conference here in Bath uh, with the it was a leaders' conference for partners in harvest which is a movement of churches a network of churches birthed out of the Toronto Blessing or the Toronto yeah yeah Toronto Blessing so you're thinking John Arnott, you're thinking um George and Banov, that sort of crowd of people. And to come from a slightly more evangelically side of the church, listening to a lot more like Reformed teachers i.e mark driscoll matt chandler john piper to come to a space where you've got the teaching for me at that point wasn't very memorable what i can remember distinctly about that conference was what was happening in the spirit people shaking people crying people laughing people falling over and people jumping around firing holy spirit arrows at people and like all of that sort of weirdness that comes with the part the charismatic Church, but it really challenged me to think, to really kind of wrestle with my uncomfortableness in that moment. Because some of it I was comfortable with, other parts was like, is this honouring? Is this dishonouring? Is this right? Is this wrong? Um, And it was all stuff that I ended up dealing with at a later date in in a sozo session so for some of you who don't know what sozo is it is a inner healing ministry kind of born out of bethel church in redding california and what the key thing that they do is or just to explain it briefly is that they believe that our interactions our relationships with our mums our dads and our equals our brothers our sisters and our friends shape the way that we see different parts of the Trinity and they might bring in lies or things that we believe about God that aren't true that we need to deal with and what you're doing in a sozo session is removing the people out of the gap the people that are supposed to fill the gap or to be the bridge between you and God or give you an idea of what God is like and pull them out so that you can see God for who he is and take out the lies that have come in because no one is a perfect representation the clearest example is like dad's God the father if your earthly father isn't great for example my biological father as i said i've not spoken to in in years it can easily impact the way that i see God the father that he is absent that he's distant that he doesn't care um and that is so not true so what we have to do in a session of sozo is to remove my biological dad out of the equation and go okay these are the things i'm believing because of him but god what are you really like and asking god to tell me what he is really like so you do this with multiple things throughout, it can include various people, it doesn't have to be mum, dad, siblings, it can be close friends, it could be, yeah, There's there are lots of people that fit in that gap, um, but one of which that I didn't realise until that moment, so this was a couple years ago now, was my mum is spiritual and she won't mind me saying this, she's, she's into like mediums and stuff like that, so for me, walking into christianity i was always hesitant of anything spiritual anything that was a little bit more on the wacky side of christianity because of that because i always saw spiritual as strange and as as something that would lead me away from from jesus because because my experience of spirituality was all stuff that is in terms of the bible not okay so I go and sit in this sozo session and we are listening to God about about various things and we get to Holy Spirit and I'm like, okay, I'm close with Jesus, I'm close with God the Father, but the Holy Spirit is sat far away from me. Why is that? And it, he highlights this to me of like my mistrust of the spiritual. And in that moment, I had Holy Spirit whisper to me like this real gentle whisper of why would I lead you away from the Bible? It is my word too. And that was such a weight lifted and actually blessed my heart so much that I was able to encounter God for the Holy Spirit without fear of being led astray because for a long time as I said, spirituality feel like something, felt like something that would lead me astray. And to have that restored was amazing. And over time, I ended up part of this wonderful life group family. Shout out to you all if you're listening. Um, you guys are amazing. And I love you for what I'm about to say next. Is They love Holy Spirit in the presence so, so much. And... There have been many an evening where we sit and we open it up to, hey, Holy Spirit just come, and we're rolling on the floor laughing, we're crying, we're shaking, and it is all just going a little bit nuts in the Spirit. But it, like having a group of people like that that challenged my initial core beliefs around me and to encourage me to walk more and more in relationship with the Holy Spirit has been such a blessing. And I'm so glad that that sozo happened and the life group that I've been part of and it, is, it has been such a blessing to me that when I went to Bethel a few years ago now, I think it's actually roughly six months after my sozo, I went out, for, I went out to Redding, California or I went out to Sacramento because my best friend was getting married to his now wife and I wasn't going to miss that wedding for anything. Um, and I was like, if we're going to be out in California, I want to go to Bethel. I want to go to, see, to, go to Reading to see what it's like to be there. Because we've all heard Bethel's music. We've all heard sermons by Bill Johnson, Chris Valentin, and the rest of the guys there. And I had a couple really cool encounters while I was there. But one thing that I kind of learnt while I was there was I had the I got given this image of like being stood under a waterfall but not in the like there's a part of the waterfall where if you stand under it you don't get wet you're watching the water fall in front of you and you're in in the little like the almost like a little cave underneath the waterfall and in that moment you've got the choice to either lean in or lean out and like there's that that saying you never jump in the same river twice because as the water flows the the river that was there once is already downstream and i i got this real clear thing of like god is on the move holy spirit is pouring stuff out and if you don't lean in you're going to miss what's coming because because of my earlier mindset i was always more likely to lean out and wait to see what was happening than i was to lean in straight away and then weigh up what had happened and from that time onwards i started really engaging more with holy spirit and what he was doing and then afterwards testing the fruit because it's easy to be offended to be hesitant with what god is doing in a room because it looks weird it looks uncomfortable it feels uncomfortable but we can miss out on the blessing or on the word or yeah an encounter that he has for us because we're too busy trying to assess whether or not this is him rather than leaning in in the first place and meeting with Jesus and meeting with Holy Spirit so i hope that that kind of that's just a little part of my story around me learning to trust who Holy Spirit is more and a little bit of it in relation to the word that actually the Holy Spirit isn't here isn't this weird thing that drives us away from God but actually yeah I I was going to end there but actually I just want to give you one more analogy to leave you with to kind of close this little two-part series on the word and on encountering the Holy Spirit and the analogy is of an aircraft carrier and the aircraft carrier is in the sea there's nothing around anywhere near and that aircraft carrier is the word of god it is the solid foundation it is a firm word that we can land on at all times and the airplane is holy spirit and we can we can through the word and through just encounters with the holy spirit as well go into the clouds and see things from a heavenly perspective go and encounter and spend time with jesus and have these moments that transform our lives in the presence of god but it is so important that we know and understand the word so that we have something firm to land on because the danger is Mm. the danger is that we can live a life in one or the other by the extreme we can live only in the spirit and fly up and try and stay up eventually you'll run out of fuel and when you need to come and land and come back to reality you then run you then have nowhere to land on because your foundation your aircraft carrier hasn't been set up in your time in the word equally if all we do is spend time in the word and we're never in the presence we lose heavenly perspective we lose that time of spending time at the feet of jesus because the number of times i've had an attitude or a thought or a conviction a conviction in inverted commas and as soon as I step foot into the presence of Jesus, those things fade away because they're no longer important. It's been amazing. We Sometimes when we spend so much time in the word, we lose sight of him. We start to worship the book rather than the man, the, whoa, the man who wrote it. Not the man, but the God who wrote it and spoke it into existence. Hmm that there is that the two things are meant to be intertwined. They're not meant to be one or the other. It is not time in the Bible and time of the Spirit, but they are both continually linked, that either I've had it happen where I'm spending time with Holy Spirit just praying, and verses come flying at me in the Spirit, and I go, cool, I need to remember that one, write it down in my journal, maybe unpick it later, Or I'm reading something and I just get this real moment of like, no, now is the time just to engage with God and have Holy Spirit speak to me about what I'm reading. And there is a beauty in having it intertwined that that it means that we're not losing that touch of the relationship of God in the study and in the reading of his word. Sorry, this episode has been a little bit longer than normal, but I hope that it blesses you. I want to encourage you to spend time both in the word and in the spirit and where you learn to do, do this while doing both simultaneously. Letting one lead into the other and again back into the other. That you go from the word to the spirit, back to the word, back to the spirit. And let it become almost like a dance as you learn to do relationship with him through both mediums. Thank you so much for listening. Speak again soon.